host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. Welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. Bow chicka wow wow! (laughs) So we wanted to open this episode up with a fun little trivia game called How Many Times a Week Does the Average Adult Couple Have Sex? Think on that. Think your answer in your head or say it out loud. Give you a second. The answer is once a week, which may seem like a lot to some people or not nearly enough to others. More typically, as a relationship begins and develops, intimacy is more frequent. But as we grow together and the relationship becomes more comfortable and other life factors get added in, that sometimes can change and even slow down. Um, yep. Like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> no, I guess not just me because there's two of us. <laughs> But like totally, I remember when Tyler and I first got together and it was like every day or like multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. I feel so, even just saying that, I feel so like... Tired. <laughs> I feel so... No, I feel so like I, like like I was foxy back yeah. then or something. I'm like, who is this girl? Because it ain't energy. me now. <laughs> you came over and I'm like, yeah, I've been in my robe all day and... um no bra, sweatpants, and uh, just a t-shirt. Chill, no makeup on. Yeah. Looking good. Right? It's like, did yeah, I brushed my hair and brushed my teeth this morning. But like, you know. It's, when? That's, yeah. But that's the kind of life, like when kids get added in and stuff like that, you know. I was I thought for sure, like, the answer was three times a week. I, like, personally, once a week. Still not hitting that number, by the way, you guys. So if anyone's, like, less than that. Um, mm mm-hmm don't worry about it because i'm there too hey come join my group (laughs) is there a club yeah we actually have a shirts no kidding um but you know it depends on like we were saying in the beginning like the the partners right too so like sometimes this is a lot for some people and not nearly enough to others and that can be as a couple Mm -hmm. like you know like what you know your friends do compared to like how much you know, you and your partner have sex, or sometimes it can be the two people in the relationship together um, and having different opinions. And that's like Tyler and I for sure. So, um, and again, this is something that's going to change. Like, you know, hormones change for men and women at different times. Mm -hmm. So as like men's, men's hormones when they're younger are like more prominent compared to women. And as women age, like their hormones speed up and they like a lot of times they, they want more intimacy, um, as they get older more often, but this, this can be different for everybody. It's not yeah. the same. Um, and one of the things I've noticed too, is like in our case, like when Tyler's stressed out, he, like sex is just not something on his mind because that's like, that's like work or effort. And you know, there's a lot of times when I want, um, the intimacy and he's not necessarily game for it and vice versa. Like, you know, I would prefer to have sex like during the day and Tyler wants sex in, at night and like half time Whoa, like wakes me up and I'm just like, out? <laughs> you mean when, when the when, lights, like, the are, lights on? are on? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I just think it's, you know, stuff like that because like it's for him he prefers in the evening and a lot of times like he gets home from work he works late and I'm like asleep and he's just like waking me up with like a hard on you know like hey how's it going and I'm, I'm just here. like I'm sleeping please leave me alone yeah. you know sometimes he like 
or unless he does it nicely, then I'm okay with it. You okay. know, if he starts off slow and you're just like, oh, I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You, you know, yeah. Yeah, I can do this. Like, how's I it going? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. See, but, that's not me. I'm just like, just go away. Like, but, <laughs> but if they start slow, like, if it gets like, like, I definitely am tired, but if you like start with the kisses and I'm kind of like, eh, like, you know, maybe, maybe not. And then, and then it gets into, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got this now. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm up. I'm and then up. I'm like, and then I got to go back to sleep after. But I think one of the things, too, I wanted to mention is um, my sister kind of got me hooked on a podcast by, like, Jenna Kramer. And she basically, um, her husband had, um, was, like, is a sex addict and cheated on her and had, like, an affair or multiple affairs. And she had just said, like, he had come on an episode and he had just kind of said like one of the things is like when she asks for sex um he feels pressured into doing it um so he will say no but if it's his decision he'll do it uh because he's not weird about it right so I think it's so important to learn to understand um what what we as women need and what your partner needs and how to find that balance right because you know that's a thing for Tyler too like if I were to say it a lot of times I ask like we talked about this on a previous episode I'm super um goofy about it like when I want it and I'm like like because I'm embarrassed or shy or nervous and don't want to be rejected which is like a huge thing for everyone even if it is your husband or your partner or your boyfriend or whatever that looks like um and then I kind of just like turns him off or he feels pressured and he doesn't want to do it because then there's like, um, it's almost like forced. Right. Yeah. And that's, so it's just trying to find that line and, and knowing your partner. Right. And the beginning phases of the relationship, which we, you know, dub the honeymoon phase eventually end. And that's when it's really important to make that effort of understanding your partner's love languages. Um, and that's because that's when the excitement phase and then the love and intimacy are still a priority. Yeah. And it's so important to know how to speak to your partner in that way that conveys that love. Absolutely. Uh, the five love languages by Gary Chapman illustrates the five different ways that people receive love. There's five. <laughs> and how we can learn to communicate love to our partner in the way that they wish to receive it. Because oftentimes, the way that we receive love is how we try and show that to our partner yeah and if they don't speak the same language as us it's like speaking a foreign language right everybody's confused no comprende and we're dying <laughs> you speak spanish <laughs> i speak spanish in high school <laughs> i'm going to mexico um and I, well Those actually i'll be i'll be in mexico when this episode airs so there you go. i'll have to use that one when i re-listen no comprende <laughs> Dos Dos cervezas, cervezas, por favor. <laughs> That everybody understands. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, see, see. <laughs> but we're diving into all of this today with a sneak peek into our personal love languages. So we had our partners list out the five languages in the orders that they believed were most important to us. So let's see how well they really know us. Dun, dun, dun. Shall we start? <laughs> Shall we go begin? first? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'll start. Okay. So what I did is I gave Rick a piece of paper with the love languages listed out in not any specific order. I just jumbled them up and I had him number them one through five based on what he thought was important to me. Mm -hmm. And number one, which he dubbed number one, is acts of service. Okay. He listed my number two as words of affirmation. Number three, quality time. Number four, receiving gifts. And number five, physical touch. How do you do? He did really well. So 
Number one for me definitely is acts of service or words of affirmation. So there's a very close tie, but I do think that acts of service is something that I do greatly appreciate more. Um, So I would say that that is spot on on number one. So like things like when he does Mm -hmm. the dishes, when he gets out of bed with the kids in the morning and lets me sleep in, when he runs me a bath or anything like that, like just those things to show me to do something to show me that he cares. And then he's also attentive to my needs Mm -hmm. is really important to me. And number two words of affirmation is I love being told like I'm appreciated. I'm loved that I'm doing well. I need like that pat on the back. Like you're doing great. Keep it up. That attaboy. Attaboy. Yeah. And, um, quality time. Number three, I would say yes. And honestly, physical touch and receiving gifts, like that's kind of like both of them are like, eh, for me, like I appreciate gifts. I absolutely do, but they're not the way to like win my heart for Mm -hmm. sure. If the other things are missing. Right. Yeah. So I would say top two, 100% he got right. The acts of service and the words of affirmation. And we usually have a top two. So I think it's important to note, like usually have the two main ones. And a lot of time you'll notice we were talking about this earlier, your, like you had said, like your main one is what you usually do for your partner. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we find ourselves getting caught up in what we it's want so true. Love, right? So I'm <laughs> like, really well, I, and it's funny cause I, I do this all the time. Like, um, Tyler got my number one, right? Which is acts of service. And I find a lot of the time I start doing acts of service to show him love. And he's like, that's not my love language. Like this doesn't say love to me. All yeah. it says is like, you did all this stuff for no reason because I don't care. Care. I was going to say give a shit, but it's not that he doesn't give it. Like he does care, but he's just like, it's not here nor there. Like we were saying like, I could do, I do the laundry, like I cook food, but Tyler realistically could care less. Like, yeah. you know, if the laundry was done or if he did or didn't have food, like he'll make his own food. It's not a priority for him to have like food There's on the table when he gets in home. the freezer. Yes. <laughs> mcdonald's on the way right like that's not a big thing for him um so i gave also gave him a piece of paper with them not in order and um number one like i said he did acts of service two and i like to just add he was working up in the rafters so i kind of just like handed him the pad of paper was like here quick fill this out (laughs) and he's like uh okay so he looked all cute and shit up there he's like laying on a piece of plywood like one um hmm you know fully thinking it through (laughs) so uh two we did physical touch three was quality time four was receiving gifts and five was words of affirmation so i like so number one is right but i feel our number two and five were swapped that's it yeah so and sometimes these are confusing because a lot of times like different things look different ways to people like when you were talking about drawing a getting a bath drawn for you like sometimes people perceive that as a gift Mm mm-hmm right instead of an act of service so I do understand the difference I think um right now with my anxiety and depression like I'm going through a bit more of a hard time so words of affirmation definitely help more but you know and I do appreciate physical touch but it's definitely Tyler's more of his number one yeah and not really one that's as high up to me like I would definitely prefer the quality time over physical touch and then words of affirmation is definitely more important to me Mm -hmm. um than receiving gifts or um I mean physical touch like I do like it um but the quality time is more important right so and a lot of times for me I find like the quality time leads to physical touch um you know and acts of service and words of affirmation I almost find like if you know it's funny because I think 
if words of affirmation is one and physical touch are like taught for him and if you would just do the acts of service like he would get words of affirmation yeah. <laughs> it's true though but yes you know doing one can lead, and it's so crazy because and vice versa yeah when you think about it is like if your love languages are total opposite or not the same sometimes it can be really really uncomfortable to speak someone else's love language but somebody's got to do it in order to like get to that next point right so for me my number five like the last on my priority is physical touch because I could do without like I appreciate a kiss of course every once in a while but like any other things like that like I still can feel loved without that physical touch if I am getting those words of affirmation Mm -hmm. if he is still doing things for me to show me that he cares if we're still spending quality time together, like, he actually wants to hang out with me, even if we're not touching, like, I still feel loved. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that I don't, I don't require them, that they're not the, the thing that show me love. But for Rick, it is his number one. So because I could go days and days without even thinking about, like, physical, t- like, intimacy or whatever, like, and it looks different for everybody, right? Like, I'm talking more so on the scale of, like, sex. Let's use that, for example. Mm-hmm. I could go days. Because it could be hand-holding. Yeah. Or whatever it whatever. looks like. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, even sometimes on the couch, like, when I'm, like, Rick and I are watching a movie, I'll throw my legs over him instead of, like, cuddling, like, ch- chest to chest. Mm-hmm. When, like, he would more so appreciate that, like, you know, super, super close snuggling. Or, at, like, even at night, like, he sometimes likes to be close to me and I'm just like, eh. Just like, it's like hot, roll over. it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Or sometimes we'll be in the vehicle and, like, you know, he'll grab my hand and things. And I appreciate them. I just don't think to initiate them because they're not my love language. Mm -hmm. So I have to put myself sometimes in an uncomfortable position where I'm, like, it's not that I don't want to do this. It's just that I'm not the initiator, but I need to speak his language. Yes. And when I can do that, it shows him that love that he then can reciprocate his love in my language. And we both, number number one for both of us is the acts of service. And they just are very different acts of service. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, a, that's maybe a gender role or just a person role in general, your personality. For me, acts of service is like helping me around the house, taking a load off of my yeah. like massive to-do list. Mine whereas too. acts of service for Rick is physical touch like i think they all like intertwine somehow like, you know, a hand job literally a job. job yeah seriously any sort of job that yeah. is part of sexual education yeah absolutely <laughs> or just like yeah i don't know doing something for him like i don't know whatever Actually, riding this, his dick just <laughs> <laughs> i'm just embarrassing I, her, you guys yeah totally i'm like red in the face right now but his acts of service are different than mine so it's it's uncomfortable it's hard like we say it is literally like he even says so i've got the book in front of me right now but like it is like speaking a foreign language it's like if chinese is not your first language learning to speak chinese is gonna feel really fucking awkward and you're probably gonna sound silly at first but if you make a conscious effort at it you're eventually gonna learn that language and you'll be able to understand it as well and then the dynamic you can have a conversation Mm -hmm. you can communicate totally i agree it's and it's it's so difficult like even now um with the words of affirmation like Tyler wants me for something that's important to him we talked about before like the love and respect cycle like he wants me to convey in those words of affirmation like respect and um one of the things he's told me he's like I appreciate that you love me but I really want you to like me Mm -hmm. and you know that's something that's super foreign to me like I'm just like well like I know you love me so you like me right (laughs) like it just like goes hand in hand for me personally right like if I'm loved I'm liked like it just 
seems natural to be both. Yeah. But for him, it's just like, okay, you love me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you like me. Like, I need those affirmations, those words of affirmation mm-hmm. that tell me that you like me and that shows me love. It's so, it, it's yeah. kind of all fucked up, you guys. Really, gotta read the book. But, yeah. um, it's important, like, it's gonna look different for each person and I think that's where that struggle lies in having those conversations. Um, one of the things that, uh, this actually just reminded me of is before Tyler and I got married, we took like a marriage prep course through uh, our our church. And it's really interesting to see um, like the differences in things like the questions they pose to you and um, how you answer them or things that may be like conflict for you and where you agree and disagree on different things. Yeah. And it, just to bring it all to the surface, because a lot of times we tend to just kind of let things slide or let things go and not bring them up because it's an uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. But we really need to be having those to like progress over perfection. But no, to mm-hmm. but to really to make that progress in our relationships because the lust does fade, you know, and it just leaves that love. And if we don't, you know, tend to those relationships and those aspects of that intimacy and that love language, it's going to slowly start, you know, pushing two people apart. There's going to be like that wedge in between. Yeah. I realized that I said back there that access service was Rick's number one. Sorry, it's physical touch that's Rick's number one. Access service would be next to words, but he's words of affirmation too. That's a big thing for him is like, um, he wants to be told that he, okay, he wants to be, get words of affirmation for the access service that he's provided to me. Mm. So for him, it looks like, let's say doing the dishes, um, when he knows that I could use help doing the dishes and it's my love language, but he wants the words of affirmation. So like that pat on the back or like that good, like good, good boy, like whatever (laughs) (laughs) dog. No, but he wants those things. And sometimes from in me and my mindset, I'm like, I don't need to provide those words of affirmation because you're just doing something that you probably just, you should be doing. It's like my expectation. It it can't be something like for me, access service. It can't be like you went out and shoveled the driveway. Like that's sorry, but we do blue and pink tours most of the time here. Like obviously there's some overlap, but in my house, like mostly, and I like doing the blue chores and sometimes I do them or, you know, but mostly we keep to ourselves. So like if you go out and shovel the driveway and that's like your, your thing. thing, like that's not an act of service. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just like your normal job. Yeah. And see, like for me, we kind of have the same thing, you know, Rick handles a lot of the outside stuff for the, the things that I don't understand, like the maintenance of like the, the house and all that stuff. Like if a, I understand now how to flip a breaker and I get that, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, normally I would just like call Rick, like oh, could you go down to the basement, like, flip the breaker? Or, like, you know, if something happens outside, the gutters or whatever the case is, like, anything like that. The water tank goes, like, that stuff that he does. And, like, I do a lot of the inside stuff because it's the stuff that I know how to do, like, the cleaning, the cooking, taking care of the kids, like, all that stuff. It's not that I don't ha- know how to do or I'm not willing to do other things. It's just the jobs that we've taken on. But, yeah, like, if he were to just go – and that's another thing, too, is we actually – one year we were in a really rough patch. And now I see that it was – I actually bought this book when we were in this rough patch. I remember going to chapters, just like hysterically crying through the self-help aisle. People probably thought that I was crazy. But I was like, I need something to figure out my relationship. Like this is the one thing that I've never read a book about or like taken a you know a course on or gone on YouTube University and watched a video about. So I got this book because we were in a really rough season where I wasn't understanding him he wasn't understanding me and he was getting really angry with me because he was doing all this stuff outside of the house and I was asking him to help me with the dishes like this is the one thing that I always really appreciate his help with with the dishes is because I absolutely hate them 
but asking for help with the dishes and he would say things like, well, I'm the one who does all the shoveling. I'm the one who does all this and I'm the one who does all of that. So one day I remember I was so pregnant and I went outside and I've never, I don't remember doing this since I was probably like a teenager for my dad, but I mowed the lawn, like the, like a hack job. Like I didn't mow the lawn well at all, but it was because that I knew that if I did something as an act of service, it had to be something that relieved him. But it wouldn't still have been necessarily appreciated the same because it's not his love language, right? Well, yeah, he did appreciate it because he knew that I was making an mm. effort towards it. But same thing. He couldn't have cared less. He would have just mowed the lawn when he got home afterwards. But that's kind of like what showed him, like, I'm trying to help you take a load off of your normal job. So could you help? And that's when he really started initiating the acts of service for me, mm. which is my love language. So... That was kind of where the dynamic came for us. And then as I was able to learn that, I thank, thanked him for doing the dishes as I grinned and like had to spit these words out of my mouth because I didn't feel like I had to say thank you. But then yeah. that's when like we kind of started getting back into a flow. And I think the one for us like that we have that biggest resistance around is the physical touch because it is number one for him and it's number five for me. So mm. they're just like the big, there's that big gap in between. And it's the one thing that he like, if, if it's a couple of days, he feels unloved and it's really, really, that's a challenge for me because I find like, I'll use, for example, just the other night, like I spoke his language like fluently. <laughs> I made a very conscious effort to speak his language fluently, but if a couple of days go with by where I haven't spoken his language, then it's almost like we're back to square one. It's mm. like that moment didn't matter anymore and he forgets it. So I like, that's been one of my own like personal kind of mental struggles is that I'm all, I'm trying to find ways to speak it. Not always like barf it, like barf his language and like go all the way literally but, like, <laughs> <laughs> and figuratively, but like, how can I speak his language in small, subtle ways to like, Leave breadcrumbs from like this one destination Rose to the other. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But like, what can I do to like maintain it so that he knows? Like, even though we're not like, you know, I'm not speaking your language like hardcore every single day. Like, what are the little things that I can do? And I notice in him as well um, the efforts to do those types of things. And I think that one of the greatest gifts that we can give to ourselves and to our partners is to learn our own love language so that we can communicate it to them that we need this, we require this. And learning there so that we can learn how to provide it. Even if, you know, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. And sometimes you're going to, like, like I said, like, have to spit out words of affirmation that maybe you don't feel like, you know, you need to say. But it's a matter of just ha that, having that willingness to learn and grow with your partner. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about, like, what if we got them wrong and they're just sitting there listening? Because Tyler listens to the podcast all the time. Yeah. I guess it, I'm just, like, picturing me, like, you That's fucked up. Like, these aren't my love languages. Well, that's what I was looking at. I was like, I just said Rick's love language is act of service, but it's not. It's yeah. physical touch. But, yeah, like, I agree. And I, it's funny because I, and I don't, it's hard to have, like, conversations about those sorts of things. And, you know, a lot of times when we talk about, trying to talk about sex and intimacy, right? And, you know, getting to that point where it's, like, you need to also convey, like, what, feels good for you when you're having sex like you know or if you don't like something in your relationship sharing that so you're not continuously having the same thing like over and over and over again mm -hmm. right um 
but I think it's also important or what that you touched on with Rick and that I find I also have something similar is like it's it's funny because like when Tyler and I have sex I feel very much connected and like our relationship is definitely like there's that moment and I find that's why I find it interesting too that it's only once a week is like the average um and I think when we were looking this up it said in 1990s or in the 90s it was actually higher and I I find that very interesting considering like the anxiety and depression that's in our society today I feel like there's something correlated with that. But when Tyler and I do have sex, like, I definitely feel like our relationship is more connected. Like, we're more on the same path. Like, we become more one, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's that oneness. Um, you know, and there's – it's like I find it interesting that he, he sometimes doesn't like to have sex because he's stressed out. When for me, I'm like, this literally – I really feel like stress. it relieves your stress. But it's like to get to that point to – have that feeling of stress relief after being stressed There's like that right buffer. like yeah so but one of the things you mentioned is like Rick forgets about it or he feels like unloved and that happens for me I wouldn't necessarily say unloved but one of the challenges I've spoken to Tyler with about is that a lot of the times if I we don't have sex um or I get turned down it's important for him and he knows this to tell me that it's not because he doesn't find me attractive because a lot of times when I do have that bit of rejection or it just we haven't had sex in a while I kind of start to doubt like how attractive I am and how he feels about me and you know sometimes it's just like you know as I don't know if it's like a woman thing or but sometimes I end up feeling like I mean it's probably like there's probably men who have this as well but sometimes I I end up like second guessing our relationship I'm like maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not providing everything enough right and that all um kind of comes from this point of like not um having sex Mm -hmm. and for me it it ended up having to be like I had to tell Tyler and help him you know to understand that it's important for me to to know and to kind of know that I'm loved and to know that like I'm still attractive and that he still wants to be with me Mm -hmm. but it's just he's not in the place to do it right now Mm -hmm. um that it's like an an issue or it's not I guess not even an issue but like he's dealing with things that are kind of like stopping him from having sex with me not me it's not me right um I think that's important right because it's okay like to not want to have sex but I just need to kind of know why like what's going on that's like preventing this from happening Mm -hmm. and I it, it took a lot for me to kind of even talk to him about that because it would just lead to me like insecure being feeling insecure and doubting the relationship and then kind of spiraling things from there as well Mm -hmm. um and breaking down like our connection right Mm -hmm. well I think it all just comes down to communication too and the most important thing is to have that open communication and when we talk about these things when we're open about these things there becomes like a sense of more clarity I think like before I read before I read this book this sounds like so crazy and like as I'm reading through it before I read this book, I had no idea that these, like, love languages even existed. Mm-hmm. I just thought that love was received and expressed in the ways that I knew I liked receiving it. It's just, I was, like, oblivious almost. And as we learn this and as we like, kind of, like, open that, like, doorway to communicate it, that is when we start to understand, like, our, what makes our partners tick. Um, and then also the things that maybe sometimes hinder the... um 
not necessarily the progression of our relationship, but like dynamic. Yeah. Like we get into funks. Everybody gets into a funk. There's something that, you know, kind of drives a wedge between our, our normalcy and our life and all of that stuff. And when we can also communicate that, um, I honestly think like they talk about how every, a couple of these like languages have like a sub language or whatever, Mm. like quality time was like quality conversation is another one. Um, it was like a subcategory of this one that I think that's really where like the communication comes in is like when we can have quality conversation when it's like not just like how is the weather or like how is your day at work but like mm-hmm. actually saying like I'm experiencing this or this is what I'm going through right now this is how I'm feeling then it also allows our partner to understand like okay maybe my partner's not providing me the language my love language like they normally do this could be why because of what he shared today or what she shared today and opening up that, making that space for that conversation is super, super important. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you need, you need that like, um, reassurance. reassurance that it's not you. And you could find that reassurance by having that like quality conversation and understanding like mm-hmm. what's going on. And same thing, like when I don't get words of affirmation from Rick, I often feel, and I often feel like, I question my the relationship, too. Like, if he doesn't say, oh, like, you know, you're such a great mom. Or, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, have I been not doing anything good lately? Like, mm-hmm. does he not notice? Or am I not doing anything substantial enough? Whew, or, like, I thought I was the only one, to be no, honest. Like, I'm that, like, like that. All, I find myself doing this all of the time. And it's what helps me understand why he feels the way that he does about, like, the lack of physical touch. And that's why I try and, like, even just the little things, right? Because if in a day all he said was, like, you know, at the end of the day when I'm pulling my hair out because of my kids and he just said, like, you're you're such a good mom today. Or, like, I appreciate everything you do for us. Or, like, you know, um, I've noticed you working really hard. Or I noticed, like, I noticed you working really hard in the gym, for example. Like, you know, lately he's been t- congratulating me, but, like, good workout today. And we went through a slump for a while, like I was telling you guys before and Rick's language of like motivation, like the way he motivates himself is by like shit talking himself. Right. And we talked about this and how he was doing the same thing for me. And with love, one of my main love languages being words of affirmation, like that does the exact opposite for me that I went, what I needed to. So for him to be able to shift it into a love language of being able to speak those words of affirmation to me, that really like it changed the dynamic entirely. So if I go, if he goes like a few days without saying something nice to me, I'm like, do you still like me? Yeah. (laughs) Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. But it's true because it's just that absence of the thing that we need to feel loved and it's just being mindful of that. Totally. Yeah. There's so many good things in this conversation that we've had and uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like absorbing it all right now. There's just so many things like you know, with the, like talking about the love languages and those importance, um, the quality time, I, I feel like it always seems to be, if, it, if it's not your number one, it always somehow falls in the middle, like you said. And when we're thinking about the quality time, especially if you have kids, but even like without kids, like you, there's so many outside pressures like work and bills and all those things, you know, family, friends, whatever commitments that you've made that we we need to remember to like date our partners or date our spouses like one of the things I know that really kind of like reinvigorates our relationship like I said it's getting to that point like where we've had where we have sex right but sometimes it's it's how do we get 
to that point where we are like fired up for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that sticks in my head a lot is, you know, we went on a date and Tyler was in like, this seems like super macho, typical, like zero, like typical norm. Like, I don't know what they're called, like stereotypical norms, I guess, mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyways. And he was in like the Festival de Voyager games last February. And I remember just coming home and just being like, so like, worked up for him just because like so you can be like macho and like but in his zone and and that's the thing I think is so important we get so caught up in being like the wife or the mom or whatever that we forget how to be the person you know that our spouse or partner is attracted to in the sense of like who are you for like I he fell in love with Brittany he didn't Mm -hmm. fall in love with like me Brittany the wife or Brittany the mom like just me just me is how I was right and it's so important to remember who that is and how to be that authentic person because that's what gets your partner excited for you when you they see you as you right and that's when you can strip away everything else and remember like what made you fall in love with this person in the first place yeah and for me that was one of the the things was seeing him you know in those games and probably the testosterone and all just worked me up with the liquor and whatever like a combination of everything yeah it was seeing him in his element and doing something that he enjoyed and loved and seeing him be like quote unquote Tyler. Right. And that's where you got to remember to do those things, to work that into that relationship, to spend that quality time, to open up the conversation where it's not just like, how are you? Oh, that's great. How are the kids? Oh, we can't really talk right now actually. Cause like, you know, so-and-so is yelling and you're trying to like, you can't even have meaningful conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's so much other stuff going around, all the noise that you need to cancel out and really just focus on one another. Yeah. Um, and reading the book helps. And I think it's hard to, if you don't have a partner who wants to participate. Yeah. But we need to remember that love-respect cycle that a lot of times if we are able to give them the gift and that love that they're looking for and kind of like fill their bank, yeah. like fill up their love bank, they're going to be more open to reciprocating that back to you and hopefully doing it in a way that they know makes you feel loved mm-hmm. um kind of like on a, like a more subconscious level yeah it won't necessarily be like intentional but you'll notice it right like and i it's important too to remember a lot of times we get caught up in doing our love language for our our partner and you know i do that a lot so much so much so like tyler needed an order prepped and he's like oh thanks you know whatever but for me that was trying i was you know, I did it and I was just like, oh, I hope he just knows like how hard I'm working for him and how much I, I like, I love him and whatever. And for him, he's just like, yeah, like, thanks for helping out. You really took a lot of time off my plate. Yeah. And for me, I was trying to be like, I was trying to show you love. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember. Yeah. Like, don't get mad at him for not having the reaction you want because that's not his love language. Yeah. That doesn't speak love to him. Yeah. It just, you know, obviously thankful and appreciative, but it's not the same as it would be if he were to help me in that way. Right. Yeah, I think it can be really confusing because in those beginning stages that we were talking about, like that honeymoon phase, we're all speaking all five love languages to each other at the same time. If you think about it, in the first, like, let's say three to six months of a relationship, we are like doing it like bunny rabbits, probably some of us, whatever. A lot of people are physically touching. If it's not sex, it's hand holding or it's snuggling or it's cuddling or it's little grabs or little grazes. Yeah. Like grazes on the butt or kisses or brushing the hair out of your face 
or there's acts of service. So you're doing things to show this person, like, I'm interested in you. I'm pursuing you. Mm. And we have quality time together because you're dating. You're starting to get to know each other. You're asking each other questions about your personal life. You're spending more one-on-one time together. You're giving words of affirmation because you're trying to show your interest. And then a lot of the time people are even receiving gifts, whether it's buying a meal for somebody or showing up to their house with flowers or buying your boyfriend, like... I don't know. A, Cologne. Yeah, like anything. Like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, Rick bought me a charmed aroma candle and like flowers and chocolates and he bought me jeans and took me for dinner. And like, even though it's not my love languages, all of them were coming at me at once and all of them were being reciprocated back to him at once. So no wonder we're in a honeymoon phase. We're speaking all like we're speaking your partner's language and then some mm-hmm. on like a massive scale. But then when we start to get comfortable and we're not necessarily pursuing our partner anymore we fall back into the habit of just like showing the love language that we understand because we right because we don't know which of those five is what our partners wanted unless we make the conscious effort to figure it out so you go from doing five to like maybe doing one and then you're not speaking the language that your partner actually wants to be receiving and that's when things start to like you know that's where some couples don't make it because they don't make that effort and put in that work that's when some couples maybe start to feel a little bit of resentment as they navigate through their relationship and then that's the opportunity where we have to learn and it, like I'm f- four years into my relationship and I'm only now for like finding you know we find our flow and then you fall off and you find your flow and then you fall off it's a con it's constant work and evolving but I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people maybe overlook Mm-hmm. and can make a massive difference is figuring out what that love language actually is because we just in the beginning phases things are like all mm-hmm. crazy and la 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 and the world's perfect this relationship is amazing he's amazing she's amazing but it's because we're doing, everybody's amazing yeah because it's we're doing all the things we're essentially we're overcompensating i didn't even actually think about the five love languages all at once at the beginning to be honest like that's but mind it's, blown but right. it's so true it's true like you're trying to spoil your partner you're trying to go above and beyond like i know when i first started dating rick gifts isn't even now i know this so it kind of shoot myself in the foot but receiving gifts is the last love language that he cares about and i would spend money that i did not have on buying things for him or like whether it was just like a meal picking up the tab when we ordered supper like things like that where it's like he wouldn't have cared he didn't care that i did that and I, like, spent money I didn't have. You're like, can I have that money back, yeah. actually? <laughs> you didn't care about those gifts. Can I just get, a, get yeah. them back? But, you know, I was giving him all of these love languages. And he was 100% giving them all to me. So no wonder it's, like, after three months and, you know, one falls off here and one falls off there. And then all of a sudden their number one is not happening anymore. They're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, and that honeymoon phase is over. It's like, how can you... You're not never going to sustain the honeymoon phase forever, no. but you can absolutely find a way of like, you know, shifting into a new phase that is maybe less um, stressful than what could be, I guess, potentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think it's a really great opportunity for couples to be able to learn each other. And if your partner's on board with you, that's great. If they're not, like Brittany said, sometimes it's just about pouring and filling your partner's love tank and hopefully it'll overflow Mm -hmm. into you. Yeah, I agree. And it's so important to remember, I think a lot of times we chase that lust feeling Mm -hmm. and it's not something that's going to consistently stay. Like, you know, love, being in love is not, you know, something that's going to, that feeling of being in love isn't going to last like 
forever, right? There's going to be other factors that come into our lives that, you know, love is an action, mm-hmm. okay, right? It's a, it's a thing you need to do to, to show that person that they are accepted, you know, and that there's that connection and that friendship and that relationship, but you're never always going to feel like in love with the other person. And I think that's a lot of times why relationships break down because we, we, we feel like we fall out of love with someone mm-hmm. um, and we go looking for that feeling again, right? And we are always going to lose it. And if we keep searching for it, you're never going to be in a long-term relationship because you're going to consistently be going to the next thing and on to the next thing and on to the next thing, searching for that feeling where you're, you know, all the five languages are being spoken to at once, which is a great feeling, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't get me wrong, to be enamored and showered with all these things, you know, it makes you feel on top of the world. But just because you don't feel that way anymore doesn't mean you're not loved and you're not appreciated and your partner doesn't like doesn't care. They still do, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just learning, you know, like you said, picking those ones out of there and, and finding that that way to connect and making that time to be intimate together. And I think that's important. And you know, even that gets thrown to the side, like because, oh well, the kids are home or whatever, like we lose a spont spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it sometimes makes it more fun too. And I think that's important to, um, remember like sometimes still like, you know, finding like the five minutes to lock your door and carve out a quickie mm-hmm. is still going to be, you know, worth it because it just, it's like a reinvigorating feeling and you need to get back to that, um, and have some of those moments too. Right. So mm-hmm. you don't want to always like force it and plan it and schedule everything. Obviously it's important to make it a priority and find that commitment, um, that works best for you guys as a couple. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I would like it more. Tyler obviously doesn't. Right now, it's finding that balance. Um, I think we're at, like, I, I want to say once a month right now. But I don't know what that and what that looks like for, like, him. Like, But you also remember, too, you know, there's things you can do for yourself. Yeah. Right? In the interim as you work it out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Show yourself some love. There's rabbits and dolphins and... There's all sorts of... I don't think there's bears. Oh my. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> there probably is somewhere. I know there's rabbits and dolphins and weird shapes and penis shaped ones and extra parts. There's like front vibrators, butt vibrators. Oh my god. The there's like a three piece thing, like a you remember those passion parties people used to have? Yeah, it's pure romance now. They switched into oh. I've got a little some stuff. It's expensive though. It's worth it. But there's other stores I think are cheaper. I think it's because it's like the Stop. Anyways, there's so many different ones. Just, you know, go buy a bulk pack of batteries. And, you're lo- <laughs> and you're good to Get go. the ones that plug in. You don't want to deal with batteries. Charge with the plugs. See, this is how long it's been. I don't even know there was ones that plug mm. in. Okay. There'll be another... I think we need to do an episode about... You know what? We need to have somebody on here. A sexpert. A sexpert. Sure. That ain't me. No. So we need one. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a sexpert on here, you guys. But if... I want to, like, talk about orgasms and stuff. Like, I think that's so important, too. I know a girl. Not me. It's not me. I'm not referencing myself. I know a girl. We can... Oh, you know a girl. I I thought you said, I know girl. Like... Oh, no. I I know a girl. girl. We can talk about orgasms on here for sure, but... Yeah, are you guys interested in that? Yeah, let us know. DM us. Let us know. We'd love... I'd love to. (coughs) We'll probably do it anyways, because I... Not to say I don't care about your opinion, but I want to know myself. We just want to know. Yeah. Somebody else out there wants to know whether they tell us or not, but... Mm -hmm. Because I heard some stuff about, like, moaning and how it's, like, it is or isn't necessarily part of it. Like, or it's made up. Or a lot of times women do it for the sake of men. Not necessarily because it, like, 
feels good. So it's like more scripted, but it's fake. And then there's this whole thing. I don't know where I was reading this, this but it was like a. I need to learn we more. Need the answers to. Yeah, we'll find them out. We will. And if sex is not your love language that you need reciprocated, if someone's not giving you what you need, go buy yourself something pretty. You mm-hmm. know. But also pop yourself ma- up. Yeah, totally. But also make sure to convey that to the person. Yeah, totally. Right. I really appreciate that you're doing this for me, but this is not. This doesn't make me feel loved. If you could instead do this, right? There's there's nice ways to to do it. And actually, um, Gary Chapman also makes a 365 day um, like flip calendar. Oh, uh, like a day to day like count not not a countdown, but how you like oh today's January fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, whatever how it works, right? Um, whatever. Then it goes all the way from January to December and there's no year on it. So you can just reflip it and keep reading it. And it just gives you, he gives you ideas of ways to convey things. Um, for each language? Yeah. Ooh. For each language. So there's, it's all kind of like a variety pack of uh, stuff put in, but he has a bunch of different other things too. He uh, has created. So just ways to have little tools to help you um, show your uh, your partner's love language to them and also how to make sure yours are conveyed um to you yeah even at the end of each chapter when he talks about each language he has like prompts and like things that you can do which is really awesome I know that that really helped me kind of figure out um, my footing and speaking a language that is foreign to me Mm. um so yeah I definitely love to see that flip calendar but we will talk more I'm sure on each of the these things Mm -hmm. 100% because there's so much that we could dive into but the gist of it, guys, is that um, we think it's just honestly, it's really important to be able to understand your partner's love language and make a conscious effort to do whatever small thing that you can do mm-hmm. to speak it. And clearly not to um, feel, I guess, with the group or out of the group or whatever that looks like based on how much or how often you're intimate with your partner um, because it's unique to each person yeah. and to each couple and what you guys are going through. Um, I shared a little bit about my sex life in this episode, um, and I know we want to have the guys on, so I'm sure Tyler may have some more to add to that. He's going to listen to this, obviously, because he always does, um, so I might get some <laughs> feedback, and maybe there's a way I can share that with you guys um, as well, but I think I want um, to just make sure that we add in there. Like, We will be doing an episode with the men, and we want, and we'll probably post this on Instagram too, but... I want to make sure we get your questions. Like if you guys have questions for the men and want to know some answers of like what guys think or, you know, how they react. Like we did a couple of different um, episodes in this series. So if you have any questions about, you know, dating or conflict and like resolution and uh, love languages and intimacy from a man's perspective, let us know. Or even like in regards to supporting your goals and your vision and whatever it is that you have um going on in your life maybe you're trying something new and you just want to know how to get your partner on board or anything like that like we would love to know we would love to have the perspective from our guys and also reach out maybe to other men in the community or uh, that you'd want to maybe hear from potentially we could have on or we can ask questions to them as well we want to make sure we're answering everything that you guys have on your mind That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. We love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show and don't forget, Girls Got Gold. gold.